Welcome to episode 27 of Insects for Dummies. I'm your host, as always, Mitchell Logan. And today, we are going to talk about a really unique flyer. The blue-winged helicopter, scientifically known as Megaloprepis serulatus, is a damselfly in the family Pseudostigmatidae, which specifically covers tropical damselflies, known as forest giants, helicopter damselflies, or giant damselflies. This specific species happens to be the largest flyer in the order Odonata, which is wild because I thought for sure the largest Odonata would be a dragonfly. Dragonflies are much bulkier and keep their wings flat while damselflies are very thin and keep their wings up, making them appear to only have two when they actually have four, just like dragonflies. The eyes on a damselfly are also widely spaced apart, as if on opposite sides of a stalk, while dragonflies have huge eyes which are much closer together. Both of these insects have similar life cycles though, and prefer to be near water, which is where their lives actually start. Now let's get back to the insect at hand. The blue-winged helicopter has a maximum wingspan of 7.5 inches and a maximum body length of 5.1 inches. The wings are mostly clear with a large blue-dark patch towards the tip of each wing. When in flight, it actually moves kind of slowly, so you can see each individual wing flapping as it forages. It's got good maneuverability, which it needs, because these damselflies don't fly out in open spaces. They prefer to stay sheltered within dense tropical forests. The natural range for these are the Neotropics, placing them mostly in Central America, as far north as Mexico, and as far south as Bolivia, in Central South America. This damselfly, like all damselflies, starts out as an egg and hatches into an aquatic nymph, known as a naiad. These naiads are predatory and spend their entire development underwater breathing through gills. The naiads for this species usually develop in what's known as a phytotelma, which is a body of water that forms inside a cavity of a terrestrial plant. The plural for this word is actually phytotelmata in case that rings more bells. The blue helicopter prefers using pools that have formed in trees, and the naiads feed on everything from mosquito larvae to tadpoles. They'll actually eat each other as well, if the pool of water isn't large enough to accommodate their needs. And this is specifically the case when multiple females lay their eggs in the same phytotelma. Males will actually defend these small oases by hovering around them and chasing away others that try and stake their claim. Traditionally, a larger pool of water nurtures a larger male to defend it, and this new male will actually take the torch in defending the pool when it takes to the skies. The males also make sure females who have not mated with them cannot lay their eggs within their territory. A really unique feature of these damselflies is that the time it takes for an egg to hatch is actually really staggered. For example, some eggs will hatch as soon as 16 days and others take months. It doesn't matter if the eggs were laid on the same day. This is actually a really smart evolutionary adaptation because staggered hatching increases the odds of having some insects hatch in a predatory-free window of time. Now, as mentioned in my dragonfly episode, these insects do not go through complete metamorphosis, despite starting out in the water. 
This owes to the unique factor that both damselflies and dragonflies are from the oldest lineage of flying insects. They've been around for over 250 million years, which means they even survived the Permian extinction. The Permian extinction event was actually caused by massive CO2 emissions from the many volcanic eruptions, and it wiped out around 70% of all terrestrial life, and around 80% of all aquatic life. It was also known as the Great Insect Extinction because no other extinction has had the same amount of loss seen in the insect community. This was definitely the worst mass extinction Earth has faced out of the five we know today. And some argue that we are currently going through number six right now. But you aren't listening to this episode to learn about the end of the world. And I'm not interested in starting another doomsday cult because, frankly, life always finds a way. So let's get back on the rails. The helicopter damselflies got their name because the wings beat independently and resemble blades of a helicopter, especially the blue-winged damselfly, because the dark blue tips are very exaggerated as they hover through the forests. These and other forest giant damselflies actually feed on spiders and do so by plucking them out of their webs. Apparently, a favorite prey item for these specifically are actually orb weavers. Now, when I think of orb weavers, I think of the really large yellow spiders with the zigzag webs, but there are actually many, many species, all with varying sizes. This damselfly prefers to pluck out the smaller, soft-bodied spiders, and they feed on these the same way we would eat a soft piece of fruit. Odonata comes from the word odon, which is the ancient Greek meaning for tooth, and it refers to the serrations in their mandibles. Mandibles are just the entomology term for jaw-like mouths found on many insects. No insect has actual teeth. Earlier, I mentioned how blue helicopters prefer to stay in covered forests and don't fly out into open spaces. This actually helps them find food because they use the breaks in the canopy to spot spider webs. Once a suitable spider is found, they hover over that spider move back and then quickly dart forward to pluck it and make sure that they themselves stay free of the web. I cannot imagine the exact precision it must take to make sure that they only grab the spider, but I guess the ones without grace don't spread their genes. I also mentioned earlier that these damsels don't fly very fast, but they also can't fly very far either. They have limited endurance, which makes them vulnerable to habitat loss and fragmentation. The blue helicopter damselfly primarily resides in old-growth forests, which are forests that have not been touched or interfered with by humans, but they can breed and survive in secondary forests. A secondary forest just means that it is regrown after a timber harvest, but these forests often still lack the same resources for a successful generation of new damselflies, which is why it's really important for us to try to conserve and protect the primary forests that we still have today. This wraps up today's episode on the Blue Helicopter Damselfly. If you enjoyed today's episode and or are enjoying the podcast, please make sure to rate and leave a review. It really helps the show a lot. Recently, I've noticed an influx of new ratings and it's been fantastic. The rankings are going up and we've been able to gain listeners from more countries who are interested in learning more about this topic. Next week, we'll be going to Australia to cover a very, very interesting ant. 